special offering, amen, for Harvest Church this year. Um, I have a message today, and I'm, I'm always disappointed at, you know, I guess I should have used my faith. I didn't think about the weather and people not being here, so you might get it twice. And just because I give it next week doesn't mean you can stay home and stay in bed. Amen. You know, a few weeks ago, I went down on a Wednesday night to Pastor Hank and Brenda's, and, and it was very prophetic, and I took a lot of notes, and uh, it began to make me think about the future, and I'm very optimistic about the future, and uh, I want to give you a few of the statements that were made, and, and uh, you'll find in the, in the weeks ahead... You know, once in a while, I'm, I'm going to give you something. I'll give you a message, and it's it's not necessarily part of the series. But when I say a special message, then then it's important. Not that the other messages aren't important, but this was um, spoken a few weeks ago by the the prophet and the apostle. He said, "A new era is here," and and Pastor Brad said something that really struck home with me when he one noon he was at our house and he said you know we're coming into a new decade 2020 what's 2020 for vision i thought that was interesting think about that did you get that on your own that's pretty good but i i've been thinking about that and that really applies the body of Christ needs to see with perfect vision. He says, a new era is here. We are transitioning. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, that we are tra- transitioning. He says, the coming decade will be a time to come face to face with the Lord. Amen. Just as Moses on the mountain. He says, we will be known as warriors that decree change and it happens. And, and it was inferred that, that uh, the minute we decree a thing, it's done right away. Um, also, he said, promote my mercy and goodness. And that, that was Pastor Hank, and that really struck home. And, and so what I'm looking at is starting a series here. we got a new year coming on the mercy of God. Not the judgment, but the mercy of God. And the church has to speak mercy in the days ahead. How many of you have ever experienced the mercy of God? He says, the decreeing comes before the glory. So in other words, we need to declare and decree a thing, then comes the glory. This will be a decade. Now listen to this statement, because this is what I want you to to hear, and I'm going to go off of this. In fact, turn to Matthew 28 and verse 18. Matthew 28 and verse 18. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it, because Kathy heard some things that that I didn't hear. But I want to make... This statement, this was the statement that he made, and this really struck my spirit. In Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All what? All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go what? Therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things as I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. 
Now, this was the statement that was made. This will be a a decade of difference because he's giving us a kingdom authority for his hands to work on another generation. And, and so I want to I want to talk about that today. And I want you to see, you know, here in this scripture, Jesus said, I've delegated all authority to you. Now you need to go and do what you're called to do. So this is the central truth this morning. I like to boil everything down in a nutshell and make it real simple. If you and I as believers are going to exercise kingdom authority in the days ahead and influence another generation, then our lives, say my life, must come into divine order. Divine order. And I I made sure I put divine because we want God's order. We need God's order in our families. In our lives individually, but in our families and in the church. Now, some of you, this, what I'm about to show you, you young ones have never seen this. But this is the kind of television I grew up with. And Steve, who's the oldest here today? Oh, Brian's gone. There's a few of us here that will realize that. So play this this clip for me, please. still on? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with Gomer? He's not a step family. He's out of step. He's not in order. And when you're out of step and your life is out of order, it not only affects you, but it affects your family and it affects your church family. Pastor Brad, you know, a while back talked about everyone get finding their place in, in helps ministry. And, but we're coming into a time in the days ahead where you need to know your place. No more looking for it, but knowing your place, where you fit. Keeping in step with, the, with God, your creator, keeping in step with everybody else in the church. In other words, you know, marching together. See, he was out of sync, out of cadence. And so, you know, and you had the picture of authority standing there pointing his finger at Gomer trying, come on, get get with the program. God is a God of mercy. But we're coming into a time where everybody needs to find their place. As believers, we need to be in step with God. And we need to be in step with the body of Christ. Now, I found this definition. It came out of Webster's, but it just fits perfectly. If you want to look at Ephesians chapter 3. 
Ephesians chapter 3. <coughs> this is how Webster's divine defines order. You're saying, what, what do you mean I need to be have order in my life? Well, I'll explain that. Order is defined as this, a state or condition in which everything is in its right place and functioning properly. Amen? Come here, Kathy. Put your Bible down. Go stand up there behind the piano. I'm preaching, not you, son. There's our new worship leader right there. Okay, you can sit down. Thank you. I th- She'd be totally out of place, wouldn't she? She can't carry a tune in a bucket. Well, you grew up in Monroe. What can I say? So you can get out of place. I could be back there in the nursery. Is that where I belong? Uh-uh. And, and so you say, well, I, I don't know my place. Well, listen, if that's why Pastor Brad put out the forms to fill out and kind of get an idea. And if you're not happy, then we'll switch you. You know, bless his heart, where's Teelan? Is he in counting? You know, come the end of the year, he's retired from NPPD. And he's, he, he's retired as an usher. And how long has he been an usher? 36 years. He deserves to retire from ushering. Amen? That doesn't mean he's going to, you know, quit doing and being a part of the church, but it's time for another generation. It's time for some other people to step in. Amen? Now, this is what the the Bible says, and I'll read it to you from the message for the sake of time. Ephesians 3.14 says, We take our lead from Christ who is the source of everything we do. Could we say it this way? We take our lead from the word of God, who is the source of everything we do. Now listen to what the Message Bible says. He keeps us in step with each other. So who keeps us in step? Jesus. Who is Jesus? The word of God. Keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flows through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. Now, divine order, we said, is a state or condition in which everything is in its right place and functioning properly. Now, let me give you some ideas. What areas of your life need to be in divine order? Your spiritual life. Amen? Your physical life. I'll step on toes here. You need to be, you know, this week I went out with him, following him. I, You know, I was trudging through the woods behind him. And I had my mind, I'm thinking, there were years ago he was following me. Now I'm following him. Different generation. I mean, when you get older, you start thinking about things. Things change. And you don't necessarily like them, but it's life. Amen? And we're going through the woods, and he found the longest way to go. 
And, you know, it's a good thing I had hydrated. And I felt, I felt pretty good. But, I mean, how long did we hike? Two and a half, three hours. You know, and, and so that's the kind of week that I had. But, you know, for 62 years old, I, I'm pretty proud of myself. I do pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> but you got to, your life needs to be in order spiritually. Your, your life needs to be in order physically. Now, here's where I have some areas. You want me to say areas I need to work on? Thank you. Mentally. Your, your thought life needs to be in order. Sometimes my thought life gets squirrely and gets out of order, folks. I'm the only one. Julie and I are the only honest, humble ones here. The rest of you are perfect. Yeah, you're mental. Here's another one. Relationships. If it isn't bearing fruit, cut it off. If you have a relationship that's bringing you down, that's bringing you and causing your life to be out of order, then you need some new relationships. You need some new friends. Here's another one. Your speech. Should I move on after that? Your words. You know, I made a comment the other day. They, they canceled my our, our, our Pilger um, flea market. They're not doing it anymore. We made money. We had a, it was very profitable for us, and they canceled. And I made kind of a negative statement in front of Caleb, and he corrected me, which he should have. And you know what? I, I went to God and repented for that. My God's a big God. If he closes one door, he'll open another. So I get all worried about it. Here's, an, here's one more. You can find some others. So I'm giving you some ideas. You need to be thinking and reflecting. What areas of my life are out of order that need, I need to make some adjustments? Your money, your finances. And I'll, I'll say this, and I've always been bold, and I've always been blunt. And <laughs> i got to tell on Caleb, and I can't say it the way they did it at work, but they look at, at work, the guys on Caleb's crew, and they call them in because they, they the weather was bad, and they wanted to send them home. They weren't going to send you home, and so the boss came and and to tell them, you know, if you leave, you're going to lose half a point. And then they look, all of them looked at Caleb, waiting for Caleb because he's bad cop where he works. And really, what it is, it's leaders. It's a leadership gift, and whether he realizes it or not, they're kind of looking to him for leadership and. I can't, they didn't say bad cop, so I can't say what they said he would be. But you know what? Your, your, your money, your money, your finances, and I'll say that because I, I believe everybody here pretty much is a tither, but if you don't tithe, you're out of order. I can't say it any any. More honest and truthful, if, if you're not tithing, your life is out of order. Here's another. If you're not giving offerings, your life is out of order. Divine order will require you and I to submit our will to God's will and authority and His marching orders. Did you hear me? 
I said, divine order will require you to submit your will to God's will and his authority and his marching orders. And if you do that, he can position you in his body and then you can begin to function in your gifts and bear fruit. I, I've told this story. Some of you maybe didn't hear it, but when I was a kid in high school, my father owned a shoe store, and I could have worked all summer long inside in the air conditioning. But you know what I wanted to do, Steve? I wanted to haul garbage. I wanted to be outdoors. I wanted to go through people's trash. Now you want to know why I do what I do today. I had it back then. We'd go to Safeway and get all the old produce. They were thrown away, and I'd take it home. My mother wasn't very happy. But, you know, I... I, I enjoyed that. But there was a point where, you know, we'd all meet at the, in the um, coffee room. And you've got to understand, some of you, maybe growing up, it takes a certain kind of person to haul garbage. Can you imagine hauling garbage in weather like this, in the heat of the summer? We'd go down the alleys, and there was one particular place where the guy was a hand fisherman, and all his fish and all his guts were in, oh, my God. Stunk. We'd go through trash. The one guy Sammy worked with us, he, he, could, he didn't talk very well. He, he mumbled, but he had a big old cigar in his mouth. I mean, I had a wonderful, wonderful summers. I, I, I thoroughly loved it, but God put in my heart at that point a love for all humanity. In other words, whatever walk of life you came from, I learned that God loved. In fact, when we came back and I graduated in Bible school, I went to minister a message in the church there, and there sat one of the guys that I worked with. But there was a, a time where they put an ordinance, and you, because kids would drive around. We'd all drive around with our beer and drink, and we'd have a certain route we would follow. And they honked, 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 honked. The horns. Did you do that? I don't know. That's how we did it. That was fair, fairy berry. Yeah. And so they, they got a new ordinance, ordinance and they put it out and said, you can't honk your horn anymore. So here I am sitting in the garbage truck between my two guys and their chief of the police, chief of police. He was kind of a Barney Fife. He was squirrely. He was a fisherman. All he did was fish most of the time. But he just was really a squirrely guy. And every time the chief of police would go by, I'd reach over and honk the garbage horn. And this went on and on and on. till finally one day we were in the break room and in walked the chief of police. And he put my, his finger in my nose and he said, Gardner, you blankety blank, 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 blank. It, you know, and then he walked out and they were snickering. I didn't honk anymore. But see, you got to understand... He represented authority, and I was out of order, even though he was squirrely. I was out of order, and we have to learn to respect authority. God's authority, man's authority, amen? If you and I as believers are not in the right place spiritually, if we're not in the right place spiritually and functioning properly in our gifts, what are we? Out of order. 
What happens when the restroom, what do you have a sign on the, on the door and it says out of order? What's that mean? It's not working. So if your life is out of order, things aren't working in your life, are you going to bear fruit for the kingdom? Are you going to exercise proper authority? No. Amen. Here's some examples of being out of order or out of step. Say it that way. Being out of order or out of step with God and the rest of the body of Christ. You you and I can be out of order in our heart's attitude. In other words, your, your attitude is out of order. Your attitude is wrong. Your attitude is, is rebellious. Amen? So if you, if you have a hard time and your heart's off and your attitude's wrong, you're out of order. Here's another. If you're just in, in blatant disobedience to God... And those in authority, you're out of order. Here's one that we all have to work work on. If you're not walking in love, what are you? You're out of order. And I'll be honest, I have to work at my love walk. You can be out of order in your spiritual priorities. You and I can be out of order. If you're not in the Word, if you're not in prayer, if you're not in worship, consistently. Everyone say consistently. There are days we're going to miss it. And don't get down on yourself. Those things happen. But you've you got to become more consistent. I was talking with Pastor Brad. We talked about it. I said, you know, my prayer life has changed. There's, there's just more of an, it's more of an earnest prayer. I'm praying now like I did when I, when I started early on in the ministry. In other words, when I pray, I'm in travail. Yeah, like I said, if you've heard, you'd hear me, you'd think, my God, does he need to have a bowel movement or something? Or is he having a baby? That's where it talks about, the bowels in here, your spirit. I, I pray, and what I'm doing, it's, it's intense prayer. You women that have had babies, it hurts. <coughs> it doesn't, this kind of prayer doesn't hurt like what you ladies have to go through. But there's an, it's just a, an intense prayer. And Pastor Brad made this statement I thought was interesting. He says when he prays in tongues, his, his tongue changes, has been changing. And mine has too. See, when you pray in tongues, you can, you know, I remember Roger Blair, he'd sit back there. How many of you remember who Roger Blair was? He'd go, he'd just be mocking. He'd talk about Shonda Honda, Shonda Honda. You know, those people praying in, praying in tongues. It just comes out like that. Well, I'm, my prayer has changed. So, You've got to have your spiritual priorities in order. You need to yield to yourself, to the Word of God, to prayer, and to worship. Worship's so important, folks. I said worship is so vital to your spiritual life. You know, my wife, she's got her own, she worships her way. I don't tell her how to worship. I worship the way I, I sing all the time. I could sing probably a dozen songs, boom, 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 because every day I'm worshiping. Yeah, they're not modern. They're more back in the 80s and 90s, but I'm worshiping God. If you have trouble, get a CD out and put it on and worship to that. 
You can be out of order in your church attendance. Oh, now it's getting bad. I think, dear Lord. You can be out of order. If you don't esteem fellowshipping with with other believers as vital and important to your spiritual priorities, then, then you're off. You need to be in church in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead. The church is going to be so important. Not that it isn't now, but things are changing. Like I said, you can be out of you know, out of order in your physical body. If you don't take care of your physical body and get some exercise and eat right, Caleb's been, Caleb's lost a lot of weight. He gained it all back this week. But he was eating and we were out hunting and we'd go to the, the local cafe, little tiny cafe to have breakfast and and eat. And he we'd get done. He says, I'm not used to that. He takes his vinegar, vinegar every day, and he's, he eats healthy. Well, he's been, we've been, how many have been eating? We've been eating. You eat stuff you don't normally eat. But you've got to watch what you eat. You've got to watch, you gotta watch your, 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 you know, your mental health. Physical health, mental health. We've got to renew our minds to the Word of God. You, you need to be careful about your relationships. You can get out of order with there. You can get out of order of your finances and your speech. All these things. Amen? Now, look at Psalm 37. And I'll unhook here because I think we'll just pick up next week. <clears throat> Psalms 37. I gave you a Webster's definition. I want to read it to you again. Very simple. A state or condition in which everything is in its right place and functioning properly. Now we look at the Hebrew word for order. Psalms 37, verse 23. I can quote this scripture. I I know this scripture. It says, the steps of a good man are what? Ordered in the margin of my Bible, it says, established by the Lord. Are confirmed by the Lord, are directed by the Lord, and God or He delights in His way. Though He fall, He shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds Him with His hands. When you allow God to to establish your steps, order your steps, confirm your steps, direct your steps, He'll take care of you. Did you hear me? What says right here? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Righteous man falls down, he gets up. Amen? God takes care of you. But it, it, what I'm saying is it, it comes down to you have to allow God to order your life. Spirit, soul, body, financially. Every area, all the areas I gave you. Jeremiah 10, 23 says, O Lord, the prophet says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. In other words, man doesn't know his way. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. So we need God, don't we, to direct our steps. See, there's the God side. God will direct your steps. He'll order your steps in the days ahead. He'll tell you what to do so you can march in cadence with him and his plan and purpose and then with others. Then there's man's side. Look at Psalm 119. Psalm 119. 
and look at verse 133. Say, my life's not out of order. Well, God bless you. I'm glad. And all of us are different areas in our, our spiritual walk. But would you all agree there's some area in our lives that needs some help? Sure. Psalm 119, verse 133. There's God's side. Now that we're getting into the believer's responsibility. What can you and I do to make sure our life is in divine order? Everyone say pray. Psalm 119, 133. The, the psalmist said, He's directing this to his creator. Direct my steps by your what? And let no iniquity have dominion over me. Establish my steps and direct them by means of your word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. A believer cannot stay in the right spiritual cadence with God and others without the Word. Did you hear me? God wants to order your life, establish our steps, but He can't do it without the Word. The Bible says the Word of God is a lamp to your feet and a light onto your pathway. And the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. It's your responsibility as a believer to pray, Look at one more scripture, Proverbs 4. You could go off and I could give you a bunch of things, but I just wanted you to concentrate. If you're going to order your, get your life in order, then you need to pray. Order my steps, Heavenly Father, in your word and let not iniquity have dominion over me. That'd be a good prayer to prayer, good prayer to pray every day. Look at Proverbs 4 and verse 20, last scripture. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life unto those that find them, health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. Put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Now look at verse 26. Say it with me. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. So I want you to see as a believer, it's your responsibility to pray. And as a believer, it's your responsibility and my responsibility to ponder our pathway. Ponder means this. It's an inter- this is really an interesting. This is the actual in the Hebrew. It means to weigh as in a pair of balances and scales. You know the old scales? It means to weigh as in a pair of balances and scales. Put the word in one scale, and what you have done or what you're about to do in the other scale, and then see how they agree. So here you have the word of God in one scale, side, and then what you've done or what you're thinking about doing, put it here and see it how, how it agrees with what the Word says. If you and I as believers are going to exercise kingdom authority and influence another generation, then our lives must come into what? Divine order. 
Everyone say divine order. In other words, God's order for your life. This will be accomplished through prayer and pondering your pathway daily. Everyone say prayer and pondering my pathway daily. Thinking about it. Weighing it against the word. Our steps must be established by his word. Only then will you find your place in the body of Christ and function accordingly. Amen. So, if you're here today, and you, maybe the Spirit of God is showing you, yeah, there's some areas, i, I got to make some adjustments. Well, join the rest of us. Don't beat yourself up and feel bad about it. Just realize we're getting ready for what's to come. Amen? And that's why the prophet, the apostle, the evangelist, the pastor, teacher, there's messages that are going to be coming in the days ahead that are apostolic, and you need to hear them, and you need to heed them. Why don't you stand up this morning? I, I wrote this down. This is just, I don't have it. You'll, I'll just repeat, you can just repeat me. But this is a little declaration. Say, Father, I choose to submit my will to your will. I desire to be in step with you and the body of Christ. Holy Spirit, help me determine the areas of my life that are out of divine order and help me make the necessary adjustments so I can find my place and function in my gifts. Order my steps in your word and let not iniquity have dominion over me. I purpose to ponder and pray so all my ways might be established. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The authority and order, they go hand in hand. Anyone here today need prayer for your physical body? Is there any other announcements I need to make? We will have prayer. And it occurred to me, I was talking with Dennis. And you said we're supposed to have more, more a lot of moisture. And we're all ready, and you look at what, you know, yesterday it rained. You know, if that had been snow, how much snow would we have had? A lot. And they're talking about, you know, that some areas, he said, the, the Missouri River still two feet above flood stage, or what? how did you say that? Is that right? We've always prayed about tornadoes. We need to start praying about the floods. In other words, get, get ahead of it. Amen. And so Wednesday night we're gonna we're going to uh, do that and 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 continue to declare and decree a thing. Amen. So look at your neighbor before you go, and say, "Get your life in order." Amen. God bless you. Thank you.